Hello world. Hi. I would like to welcome you to the Migos show. You know? It's a day of life. My life. All right, it is Tuesday, April 10th. We are back after a couple of uh, fortnights. And the Philly sports fans are the worst sports fans in the world. I literally hate Philadelphia. Um, Yeah, I was talking to Davis about this a lot. I just feel like Philly sports is trying so hard to be Boston sports and not being Boston sports because, like, congrats, you won two things. And now I know that... The Celtics are going to grit their way through the first round, and then Terry Rozier and Jabari Bird are going to be expected to play against the Sixers in the second round. Hey, no Jabari Bird slander. This is a pro-Jabari <laughs> Bird podcast. <laughs> and they're going to be expected to face the Sixers in the second round. Philadelphia's going to win. They're going to say, see, we told you all year we're better. A process. As if we trust the process. A process. They didn't just play <laughs> a team without <laughs> Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. And I can't take it anymore. I'm done with Philly sports. I'm fully out on them. It was cute for like a day, and now it's just do, super. Do you want to do like one of those verbal memes? Yeah. Um, um, so here's the meme. The text is like when Boston and Philly sports fans fight with each other, and the, the picture or like the gif is like the guy like shoveling popcorn into his mouth. Oh, I thought you were going to go with uh, the two Spider-Men that are pointing at each oh, other. Okay. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a good, that's, that's a good one too, but I'm just here for the Twitter beef. <laughs> I'm going to be on the other coast as the Warriors beat up the Thunder in the first round and beat up the Trailblazers in the second round, just watching Boston and Philadelphia burn each other's dumpsters or whatever the people over there do. I'm not really sure. <laughs> It's also I'm fully on the Warriors bandwagon at this point because I right yeah so so talk a little bit about what like the last like month has been with the injuries. And I mean so I mean when Gordon Hayward first went down, I was in the spot of oh my god the season's over you know five thirty eight saying that we're gonna win less than forty games like everything is done my life is terrible why did I waste the last six years caring about this. Uh, and then we ended up just being sick anyways because Jason Tatum's a young father all-star. And Jalen Brown developed way better than I think anybody expected after his rookie season. Um, Kyrie Irving is still Kyrie Irving. And Al Horford is still one of the most undervalued players in the NBA. And the team proved what they could do. Brad Stevens pulls out every ounce of value of every player. And uh, then everything, like, slowly fell apart, like, where it was like, oh, Marcus Smart punched a picture frame. That's not great. Not great. But we can still do this. Oh, Kyrie's... Part from the course. Part from the course. Kyrie's maybe getting another surgery or turning <coughs> second round. We get through the first round without Kyrie. And now Kyrie's shut down. And my world is in shambles. And I was gonna give up. I was gonna say, you know what? It's someone else's year. It's not here for us, but I decided that I'm going to put all my emotional stakes into Terry Rozier, which is dangerous at best. Yeah, Luke was just talking a few minutes ago before we started recording about how the Celtics should trade Kyrie Irving and other <laughs> assets to the Pelicans for Anthony Davis so that Terry Rozier can lead the NBA's latest super team. To which I said, 
Terry Rozier is basically just Dennis Schroeder, but with a little more intensity, and a fun Twitter account. And Luke <laughs> didn't have fun. much to say to that. Kyrie, if you're listening, I didn't mean it. He's listening. That's fair enough. Also, I just went on 538. Here's a weird thing. Um, 538 says the Rockets have a 51% chance of winning the title. What? Well, you want to wager a guess on what the Warriors' chances of winning the title are? 48. <laughs> oh, no. 538, like what? 25? No. Lower. Really? Yeah, but he's an idiot. I don't like him. 5%. Wow. 5%. That's the same percentage as the Jazz. Yeah, no. I... Who about who in the Jazz scores more than 20 points a game? Nobody. I mean, Donovan Mitchell. I'm I'm upset online. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It says they have a 9% chance of just making the finals. Yeah, that's the dumbest. Also, first off, if the Warriors make the finals, they're going to win. But uh, I don't know. that's an absurd I, I get it because the Warriors have basically shown about as much effort as a third-grade YMCA team the past month and a half. But, like, you realize this team's going to turn it on, right? Like, when they want to, they can. Like, when they played OKC in primetime a couple weeks ago, they are like, yeah, we're just going to fuck around and just absolutely dick the Thunder because we want to. <laughs> like, sure, yeah, we lost to the Pacers by 40 points at home, but, like, when we want to win, we can win. Yeah, I feel like if anybody has learned if, – if we haven't learned anything from LeBron James over the last, like, seven seasons, is that when you're a superstar NBA player, you're totally allowed to just fuck around for the whole season. Like, yeah, come pretty much. Destroy people. Playoffs. That's exactly what the Warriors are. This isn't fun. Like, oh, it's, it's not, like it's 80 not fun at all. games that they like have to show up to so they can do the playoffs. Like, once they hit that like 50 win baseline where they're like, okay, we're going to be a top four seed, they're like, all right, like, let's give Kevon Looney and Damian Jones let's see 25 minutes together. <laughs> like, none of those guys can shoot outside of four feet. <laughs> yeah, that's absurd. I really, I have gotten very cold on 538 with just like, how much they undersell certain programs. I mean, I, I think it's just their, their model's kind of, like, weird. I don't know what it's I based it on. Well for the NBA. But, I mean, they're about to be wrong about the Rockets winning the championship, so. Stick to politics, you nerd. Yeah, well, don't stick to that either. Say 69%. <laughs> anyway, there's a lot of NBA stuff to catch up on. So, Luke, what's going to be, like, your your playoff watching strategy? Who Who do you have your eyes on? What are like the matchups you're looking forward to? Um, well, I mean, what's been really interesting for me is following the whole Sixers versus Cavs three four seed because there's three teams that could win the East. It's the I mean, there were three teams that could win the East pretty much in my mind: the Cavs, Celtics, and Raptors. Now the Sixers are on a fourteen game bender, and the Cavs and the Celtics don't have a healthy player. I, I think, think the Sixers can win the East if they get yeah. lucky with the schedule. Here. I think they can now because they now have the best lineup where we were at, you know, two weeks ago before Kyrie was shut down before the Sixers won 14 straight um, was that, you know, one of those, one of those teams is going to get to play the winner of the other two and the other two are going to have to play the other two teams. So like right now it's going to be the Raptors going to win the first round, Cavs going to win the first round, they're going to have to face each other in the second round, mm-hmm. which is going to be great because the Raptors are going to get eliminated in the second round again. <laughs> and, and that, and that was supposed to be a great lineup for the Celtics to just, you know, walk to the Eastern Conference Finals and face the winner of that game, have a good chance of winning. But now that's the Sixers. So right. I'm really interested in, I mean, maybe the Celtics can pull something out against the Sixers. It's a long shot at this point. Like, this isn't the year I for think us. it's doable, given the Sixers' lack of, like, playoff experience. But yeah. I also, like... But also the healthy Celtics have a super big lack of playoff experience, too. 
like Jalen's well, played in one. Right, but Kyrie, Tatum's never played in one. Yabu just, just, Ky- just having Kyrie and Al Horford. Yeah. I mean, well, obviously Kyrie's Kyrie gone. isn't. But, um, <laughs> Horford, yes. The, the, the experience of Horford helps a lot. Um, that being said, though, I, I, I think it's a long shot to beat the Sixers. I think we can, but I don't think it's like likely. Yeah. And I also think that the winner of that matchup is probably going to lose to the winner of Cavs versus Toronto. Yeah, I mean, I think... Depends how hot they stay. I mean, if they stay as hot as they have at the end of the season, then, you know, Sixers have a chance. And if they get Embiid back, I mean, it depends on... If, if like, they make the conference finals and Embiid's back, like, they could give the Cavs a pretty good vote for the yeah. money, probably. Yeah. Um, I think these are conference finals are going to be really fun. I also, I know you're saying that the Warriors are going to just destroy the Thunder in the first round. But it is always fun when it's Russ versus Durant and when it's going to be Russ versus Durant for yeah, at least I mean, four the games. Fun, the fun, fun part about Russ is that, like, he genuinely thinks he's the best player in the NBA. Like, he honest to God believes it. Like, he thinks he's... About to average triple-double for the second season think, in a row. Yeah, I mean, he thinks he's a better point guard than Steph. Like, he thinks he's more important than KD. So, like, he's really fun to watch, but I feel like the whole league is just soured on him as a teammate, Right. Because yeah. it seems like everybody who comes to OKC gets worse, and everybody who leaves OKC gets better, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm still trying to figure that out a little bit because I, don't, I wouldn't say Durant's gotten like much better since he left. But way more efficient, right? Yeah, fair. But he's always been like one of the most talented players. In the right, league, but like right? look at Victor Oladipo; like he's he's like a top four guard in the NBA this year. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely see the argument of Russ not making the players around him better, which is the exact opposite of Steph, where you know Steph right. has all this value, but like. A lot of his value is the stuff that doesn't show up in his stat book. Right. Um, and his leadership. It's also hard, though, with, you know, Carmelo has always been someone that yeah. makes his teams worse, and Carmelo's on this team. Paul George himself said that his shooting form doesn't feel natural anymore, and he feels like really? he's changed something. Yeah. That's why. So, like, it's hard to blame uh, Westbrook to some extent for Paul George shooting 20%. That being said, Car- you know, Westbrook also has this style of play where, you know, he's either going to drive or dish it with four seconds. Right. I mean, much my, my point is basically that it's just hard for me to see. This Thunder team, as currently construct, constructed, making a run in the playoffs. Yeah, I wouldn't see them making a run. I guess I'm just more skeptical of the Warriors without uh, Steph than I think you are. Which I think that's no, I, I think the first I, round matchup without Steph, I think the Warriors are not in a great position. And playing a team with that much talent, even though the Thunder haven't worked out this season, is a little bit of a scary idea. Right, right, right. And, uh, it makes sense. I think the, the play of Quinn Cook recently has been. Like it's definitely like massaged my fears a little bit because if we were going to have to rock with like Sean Livingston and like God knows who's else, <laughs> like playing forty eight minutes, like that'd be really hard. But Cook's shown like really good playmaking ability, and he like he's cut down on pretty much all the dumb dumb turnovers he made like in his first couple weeks. So I think like as long as he can be a, a stopgap for the next couple weeks, we'll be fine. And what they're going to do is just give the ball to KD a lot. Um, and give the ball to Clay a lot and hope that those guys stay hot shooting-wise and basically carry it over. But they really do need Steph back for the conference finals. That's yeah. going to be big. Definitely for the conference finals. It's good. I don't know how you beat the Rockets about stuff personally. It's also just like, I mean, your whole offensive scheme throughout the season is, you know, runs through Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. And without him on the court, you have to, like, change everything. That you well, I don't know if they have to change everything, thing. but the, the gravity in the space changes yes. a lot because I mean Kerr has a very specific system that he runs with, with the backups and it's the same that he runs with the starters yeah. but it's going way less efficient <laughs> you would think yeah you would think we're just a couple NBA fans 
trying to get through life without our point guards. Yeah. It's a tough life. It's a point guards league. I am all in on cricket, though. He's a good player. But I'm not allowed to be all in on Terry. <coughs> I didn't say that we should trade Steph to get Anthony Davis. <laughs> that was one of those things, though, where I said it, and then I was immediately like, all right, all right, so this is stupid. But this is what my dumb brain is, is coming up yeah, with right now. That's the difference between our brains. Is my dumb brain stays in my head for the most part. Oh, I can't keep things Luke in Luke externalizes. I mean, I made an entire Twitter account so that I could externalize my thoughts. <laughs> right, yeah. nobody wants Follow to Follow Evanston Celts fan. <laughs> um, so... With the Celtics out now, what are the like conference finals matchups you want to see and the finals matchups you want to see? I still want to see the Celtics, obviously, just because I really do think that Brad can coach like the main Red Claws to to the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> but um, see, this is where it sucks for me. I don't want to see anything. I just want the Warriors to beat everybody in four games because I don't want to see James Harden or LeBron James get a ring because Kyrie Irving couldn't walk and Gordon Hayward is relearning how to use legs and and Marcus Smart gets mad about things that girls post on Instagram and punches walls. <laughs> I don't want to see LeBron or Harden get a ring for that. So, I mean, honestly, as boring as it sounds, I really do want to just watch the Warriors play great team ball and destroy everybody. Fair enough. Fair enough. I would like to see the Jazz do something, maybe. That'd be fun. Why do you like the Jazz? I don't know. They play team ball. They got Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder had a really tough year. In terms of like off the court, um, I don't know. They're fun, though. At the same time, their fans are really mad at Gordon Hayward. It's hilarious. This dude wrote an article that was like, uh, "Hey, Gordon Hayward, thanks for leaving. This was the best thing that ever happened to Utah." It's like you're looking at an eight seed right now wow. with, uh, <laughs> with one yeah, player. I mean, dude, if they hadn't fucking locked into Donovan Mitchell. It would have been a very depressing season. Oh my god, yeah. And even with Wagner. Like, people like, forget they tr- traded Rodney Hood like at the trade deadline. Yeah. Like the arguably be like their second best player. Yeah. They just like traded him. And like uh Donovan Mitchell, like in any of the year wins rookie of the year. Yeah. Um but if if they hadn't gotten Donovan Mitchell, like things aren't looking good in Utah at all. Yeah. I also am just standing by this take, even though I know that Ben Simmons <coughs> is LeBron James Jr., according to everybody in the sick, but I refuse to I refuse to acknowledge him as good until he hits a three. I'm not. So he's off my draft board until he can hit a three. Okay. It's a three-pointers league. That's it's an irrational hatred I have. No, like it's a reasonable take, but it's also like very like pretty incredible to see the way he yeah. like sees the court and like makes plays. Yeah, I mean he's also putting up like 27 and 18 consistently in like big games. Yeah, it's absurd. He's gonna be a lot of fun to watch yeah. in the playoffs. I wish Sixers fans didn't suck so much because they're actually a fun team. Oh, Marco so, Fultz, they are so much. Marco Fultz is super easy to root for with the whole backstory. Yeah. Like Joel yeah. Embiid is the funniest player in the NBA. Right. Ben Simmons really isn't a hateable. JJ Reddick's also a very likable guy. He's got a yeah. great podcast. God, I Robert hate Robert Covington, underdog. Yeah. Fans are the worst. Great uniforms, great brands. Best, yeah, one of some of the best jerseys. Allen Iverson's always sitting courtside. Like you cannot root for Allen Iverson. Yeah, but. Suck. Yeah. Do you think it would have been better or worse if they hadn't won the NCAA championship in the Super Bowl? Oh, it would have been like, because like the Super Bowl as a Patriots fan sucked, but it was like kind of cute. You know, it was yeah, like, it was oh, like story. they got this. They got to like story. burn their city to the ground because apparently yeah. that's all that it's been there for all these years is waiting for a championship. Um, I think that, yeah, it would, it would have more of the like, oh, Philly's never won before. Now Philly like is running, they're doing the same thing Cleveland did. 
where Cleveland won one championship, then went three games to one, and I started seeing Indian fan running around saying, you know, Cleveland's the city of champions, next big sports town. Yeah. It's like you won two things. You don't get to call yourself the biggest sports town. You don't have to pretend. You can play pretend and play dress up like you're Boston. You're not fucking Boston. You'll never be Boston. You'll never be even San Francisco. You guys have been doing it consistently. You never have been as obnoxious as Philadelphia. Yeah, they win two things. Two things. This is the rant we were looking for. There was. That was the energy. Yeah, we love that. Two things. And all of a sudden they're acting like they're like this big sport. Like like, like the championship runs through Philadelphia across leagues. Nothing, like the Phillies not, are nothing terrible. runs through Philadelphia. Nothing runs that. through Philadelphia. Shit runs through their water. Philadelphia sports fans, I'm sorry. Wow. Over break, there was a couple days where I was like really bored, and I would just try to start things with Philadelphia sports fans on my Celtics Twitter. Holy shit! Like, what did it do? Anybody engage with you? Yes. Somebody, uh, I tweeted at them because my name's the Smart Knight. They responded like, "Marcus Smart is just like a fat version of Covington or something like that." And our responder, Mark Hilfels, is Jason Tatum without an ability to hold a basketball. And they got mad at me. Apparently, that's off limits. Uh, never make fun of a man's shoulder. Yeah. I was like, I'm rooting for Mark Hilfels. Like, I want to see him. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think everybody kind of is. Like, that, that he's never done anything wrong. Right. All right, to wrap things up, we're going to go over the the t- 2018 most ridiculous moments of the NBA season uh, bracket which somebody from SP Nation put together. If you haven't seen it, it's, like, actually amazing. Like, there are legitimately 64, like, hilarious things that happen in the NBA world this year. Um, So, in the interest of time, we're just going to talk about um, our Final Four. So, Luke, you want to take it away? Yeah, um, out of the South region, the number one overall seed, and I don't know how you pick against it, is Katie's Burgers accounts. Um... That was just awesome. That's an incredible story. Because I, I was like, there, there was like a ten minute span, or like a or whatever amount of time span where Twitter was blowing up, and everybody's like, I mean, he has to admit it, right? Like, there's no way around this. He has a burner account, <laughs> and that was the beginning of so many other things about KD being like softer than everybody already thought. Like, we're like the whole, uh, the whole like uh, championship didn't fulfill me. That started with Katie's burner scouts. The whole. Like, like, a lot of the cupcake era stuff, Katie's Burgers accounts. Like, everything started with Katie tweeting that his coach sucked, and Casey sucked, <laughs> and Katie had no It's support. such a, like, ridiculous, like, 2018 thing to happen. Like, <laughs> one of the, arguably the second best player in the NBA, like, up there for sure, top <coughs> has a burner account to defend himself on Twitter. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like, he doesn't... This is a guy who's tweeted about, like, women farting on him before, and this is, like blows that like it makes it look like a normal tweet from him i don't like what, what kind of self-confidence do you have to have to be like like arguably the greatest basketball player in the world like there's a case to be made that he's like the greatest basketball player yeah. in the world and like you're defending yourself on twitter from like eggs i have a burner account and i'm public about it i'm a piece of shit <laughs> like he's a superstar he should not need a private burner <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you out of the South. <laughs> I think that's, like, pretty much the number one overall seed. The other good ones out of the South were um, Steve Kerr tweeting a DM about Harden, where he, like, where is the video of Harden, like, taking the step back, and, and Steve Kerr just tweets out, like, yeah, that's a travel, <laughs> which is just, like, awesome <laughs> beef. Um, and then also the Kawhi fighting with the Spurs, which is, like, kind of a sad story. Yeah. But, like, also, like, crazy. Like, if that had happened in any other market, like, 
a top seven player in the NBA just like kind of like yeah. going rogue on his team, like that would be a huge, huge story. But also underrated three seed, <laughs> the the Bulls fight. Yes, that was crazy. Super underrated. Also, it's, it's so pre- it's sick that they were like boys after that. Like they were yeah. like they played really well together. <laughs> they worked really well after that. Um. Uh, moving down to the West, number one overall seed here is Markel forgetting how to shoot. I think that story is like not as good as it was now that he's like good. Number two seed, Rockets versus Clippers tunnel fight. Gotta Incredible story for me. The Trojan horse, Clint Capella, which didn't actually happen, but it's way better if you think that it happens. I don't. I don't. I'm going with every like allegation in my mind happened. Like I, I never went back to get the whole story. So everything that somebody said. I, well, I like it better that way. Everything that somebody said, right. this might have happened, in my mind, it 100% happened. Twitter was actually no crazy that night. Like, I woke up in the morning and I saw like tweets about like Clint Capella and like a Trojan horse and like Chris Paul and Jail Green trying to fight people. And I was like, literally, what the fuck happened in the NBA last night? <laughs> I remember somebody like said to me, cause we had the Rockets owner speaking right, on campus the day. Right. Like, yeah, dude, the whole thing happened. And I'm like, what whole thing? He's like, Check Twitter. And just blowing <laughs> up like a million different theories that all contradict each right. other. I'm like, they all happened. Right. They all happened. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, out, of, out of that region, I actually have the number nine seed, which is Clay becoming a legend in China. I don't remember if these, you remember these videos from the, from the beginning of the year, but like Clay went on a shoe tour in China like over the summer. Yeah, he signed with a Chinese shoe. Yeah, he's, right? with, he's with Anta. And, like, there's all these videos of him, like, dancing in clubs in, like, a very clay way, like, <laughs> going crazy. And then there's this video of him trying to do, like, a 360 dunk, and he just gets rejected by the rim. Like, there's a ton of people watching. Yeah. Like, it's like a dunk contest, and he just, like, completely misses and just, like, walks it off. Like, <laughs> he just became, like, a total legend in China. There's, like, this video of him, like, arm wrestling with, like... Some Chinese woman. It's like, I've already like, like a top, like in China, it's like, like here we have like, you know, Steph, LeBron, like, like Clay Thompson is like yeah. a top name in China. It's like Clay, like Stefan Marbury <laughs> and like Tracy McGrady in <laughs> China and Kobe. Um, so what's the next region? The East region. Oh, this is the loaded region. This was, this was definitely the hardest loaded one. region. Um, I, uh, <laughs> you want to go first with this one? What? You want to go first with this one? Dude, this one was so hard to pick. So the one scene in this region is the, is LeBron calling Trump a bum, which is, like, like a Mount Rushmore moment of 2017. Like, I momentarily changed all my group me names to you bum after that happened because that was, like, the most <laughs> hilarious thing of all time. Like, the greatest basketball player in the world calling the sitting president of the United States a bum on Twitter. Like, can you imagine? Like, it's not even anything you can imagine, but it was, like, actually the funniest thing ever. There's also uh, a lot of underrated content, like Warriors canceling practice after Steph's 30s. Yes, another good clay moment. Um, Eric Bledsoe, I don't want to be here. When he said he was tweeting was, about his barber shop, but he was actually tweeting about the greater Phoenix area in general. Can't blame him to be completely honest. Um, I gotta go with the uh, what was really underrated as a 14 seed to me. The Cavs Arthur memes. Yes, that yes. was so fun. Everything that has to do with the the Cavs memes was hilarious, and they tried to like play it off as like this fun thing of like you like uniting them. Like it wasn't just LeBron like. <laughs> Being a petty bitch is always about the Cavs. And they're all like, no, 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 it's a team thing. Like, we're wearing the hats and stuff. <laughs> I think the 4-5 matchup in this region is actually the best one. It's The number 4 one is the guy pretending to be a Pelicans player in Worms, which is just, like, something that happened on, like, a random, like, January night, but was just, like, absurdly funny. It's like, so an awesome funny. thing. And then number 5 is J.R. Smith throwing soup at this <laughs> coach, which, like, <laughs> like, what? 
How is that a five seed? That's criminal. That's like we want you to stay with seed a five seed when they went like thirty and two. Criminal. Like I, that's my pick to come out of that region. That's being the U bum. Not, like J.R. Smith's making a run. He's getting hot. That was awesome. <laughs> also, number ten seed Enos Cantor versus the Turkish president. Like, oh my god, he's like, like a citizen, forget, a, a like, stateless citizen. Yeah, like Enos Cantor got his passport revoked, and they like threatened his family. Like he like Turkey does not like Enos Cantor, and, and he, he still throws shots on Twitter. Like he's still like yeah. goofing on Twitter, like at Turkey, and he goes around and like plays. Oh, he also like started a fight with the Cavs this year. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was yeah. I, I love Enos. Cantor. Big year for Enos Cantor. Garbage <laughs> time All Star Enos Cantor. Um. Moving to the Midwest, <laughs> Trump undermining Curry to the White House. It's a great one. Um, Kobe, Kobe won an Oscar. Okay, that's <laughs> stupid. He didn't fucking make that video. Kobe won an Oscar. Somebody way more talented than Kobe did. All right, but overall, they're, they're, they're the Very most problematic, too. Underrated, and like honestly, for me, the scariest moment of the season. Like People say like you know Kawhi's injury has been tough. Markel Fultz's like, whole mental thing has been tough. The scariest moment of the season, by far, was the sixth seed. When someone stole red penalty, that single. was tragic. First off, that person deserves a death penalty. Yes. No two ways around. Bring it, it back. <laughs> Secondly, that was like I was like there, there was a few moments in like pop culture history that had me frantically checking Twitter of like I need to know up to the second updates, and that was Kevin Durant's free agency when Kanye West checked in to a psychiatric ward. I was like, I just want to know that Kanye is okay. And when Red Panda got her unicycle stolen, I was you like, can't fucking I, replace that that <laughs> unicycle. It's a special kind. You can't just replace it. She's booked for the next night. What are you going to do? Like 20,000 people are going to be let down. <laughs> that was one of those moments where it was like, I just, it, it wasn't like, it wasn't like a, oh my God, this is a crazy story. It's like, I just need to know everything's okay. I need to know that everything is okay. And I need to know the second that it's okay. Because until everything's okay in Red Panda's life, and until her unicycle goes back, my life is not okay. Everything's not okay in my life until everything's okay in Red Panda's life. That is, she is like, the, she's a national treasure. Absolutely. She is. She deserves every. She should be a saint. She should be the pope. She should be whatever she wants. She should be. She should be able to run the president. She's everything to this country. To this Nobody's world. Nobody's calling her a bum. If every, if we could all just come together, that like it could unite like racists with like minorities. Red Panda could unite like ISIS with the United States. I swear to God, she is a peacemaker. Maybe I'm taking this a little too far. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I hope we'll, we'll cut that. We're not going to cut that. <laughs> and with that... Wait, you, you didn't give your pick from that region, did you, or did you have Red Panda too? I can't not say Red Panda, right? <laughs> it's totally fair. Alright. Yeah, this this roster wasn't that good. <laughs> There's no better way to end that episode. <laughs> Love you guys. Love you guys. <laughs>